welcome to the Blaze Experience. I'm your host, Derek, back to talk more Sea of Thieves. Today, this is episode 9 you're joining us for. Sea of Thieves just dropped a huge content update video, and we are here to talk about that. So, that is the main topic today. But we also have sort of a small celebration to talk about. We'll get into that in a second. Back with me today for his fourth appearance now. We do have Monty back to talk, so Monty is going to get into some of the content update with us, and we're going to talk about what the CFTs developers are going to be releasing soon. But without further ado, I'll introduce... Welcome back, Monty. Hello, thanks for having me once again. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely a regular guest now, so... Yeah, really cracking up the news. Definitely. <laughs> but thanks for coming back. Not a problem. So, have you been enjoying Sea of Thieves again? Yeah, no, I have. I have. So, I mean, sort of... Hasn't gotten old on. yet? <laughs> Somehow, no. No, I've, I've, I've found ways, just more so messing with other people than following the game itself, I've found. Yeah, I've done that a little bit, I mean, but... <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. I've... No, it's definitely been fun for me so far, though. I mean, it hasn't gotten old at all for me. I know some players it has, but for me... Even with the content that's already here, it still hasn't gotten old, and with the content we're going to talk about today, it's going to get even better, I think. Hopefully so, hopefully so. But I did mention a small celebration, so I will announce that this episode comes after one month the podcast has been out. So this episode right here is episode 9, but counting episode 0, this is actually the 10th episode of the podcast as well, so... This episode marks 10 episodes of the podcast and one month since the show started, so we're Woo! kind of celebrating that. Yeah, it's definitely you know a minor accomplishment, and I'm glad we made it this far, so thank you to the listeners that have stayed with us for the month and have actually kept going with us. Uh, I definitely don't plan to slow down anytime soon, so more content will be coming your way, and we'll keep cranking this out. Yeah, hi. Definitely. But yeah, thank you very much for everyone that has stayed with us for the month, and I hope to keep this going a very long time. So, we appreciate it. And thank you, Monty, for being a big part of that month. Yeah, no problem. And shout out to all the other guests who, who have been on, and I'm sure we'll come on in the future. Definitely. We've had a, some great guests, you know, Mr. Nooms, yourself, Serio. The guest that's coming on episode 8, I won't officially announce it yet, just because that episode hasn't dropped yet, but that guest as well, so we've had some great guests. But kind of getting into the main topic of this episode, basically we're here about the huge update that Rare dropped. They dropped Inside Story number 26, and basically this was all about future content for Sea of Thieves. They heard the players wanted more content, and they changed their plans up to give us more content. So I'm definitely excited for this content, and I'm definitely happy that they're listening to the players still. Yeah, no, it's looking good, sort of, with the little, I say little video. It was quite a long video, sort of 13 minutes. It was, yeah. Well, whilst nothing was, was full-on said, that there's been a lot of implications... That it's, it's looking like there's going to be a lot of stuff coming, which... Uh, definitely things to look forward to agreed i think there's a lot of great things coming for the game and i would say now is probably not a good time to quit the game if you're discouraged because more content is coming as soon as may but we'll talk about that in a second so but just kind of going over what rare said they are considering this comes straight from what they said in the forums basically what they're considering when they look into more content or updating the game these are the topics that they are considering. They're considering what to add to our plans. We always consider how we can make the most impact on the following. Bring the players together in interesting ways, encouraging different types of player encounters. Enriching the world that players adventure in. Giving players new ways to play. Giving players a variety of goals and rewards. And broadening the journey to Pirate Legend and beyond. So essentially from what that, that tells me that they're just always looking for the players to have a new and updated experience every time. Yeah, yeah, no, sort of, one of the things that I find quite interesting from sort of these basic things is the interesting ways encouraging different types of player encounters, because 
at the moment in the game, sort of what I've had generally is you either have a good encounter or a bad encounter, if you get what I mean. Sort of right. you either you go in and you fight them, or you make friends with them, or you just go sort of separate ways, sort of thing. It's pretty, pretty binary with the sort of encounters that you have. And I know that there has been examples of people out there sort of bumping into another crew and then then all going out and helping each other and sort of almost starting sort of a little void, uh, not voyage, but fleet almost, sort of, of just like a couple of ships that have teamed together in the world. and Things like that, of getting people to work together more so rather than having these binary encounters. Sort of, that's, that's pretty interesting. How they're going to make that happen, I don't know. But that's quite cool. No, I definitely agree with you. And I think that is something that can be seen in the game that's maybe a little bit of a negative right now is that pretty much when you see another crew on the seas, you either A, attack them and sink them, or B, you know, just avoid them, which Rare is trying to make ways that you actually engage with the other players without just attacking each other. And I have seen this a little bit, like, I would say maybe 10 to 15% of my time, I've seen encounters where I actually talk to other people and, you know, we just kind of work together, but it's kind of rare and far between, I would say. Yeah, so sort of seeing this change somewhat, that that's going to be interesting to see. New ways to play, that's another interesting one. Sort of, at the moment in the game, it's sort of, you sail around, you dig up some treasures, you kill some skeletons, you sink it. So that that's pretty pretty standard sort of stuff. But but that's about everything with the game at the moment. Which is I I know that's sort of one of the large criticisms that it's received is that there's not much to do. So seeing how they're gonna change this, which we'll get onto, that's that's gonna be another interesting one. Yeah, definitely and I think one of the things to note, too, is that a lot of people thought that, like, say, the Kraken was going to be one of these things that people team up together and they have that new interaction and the Kraken kind of fell flat where you didn't really have that. So I think they're looking at other ways to actually have that interaction happen where you grew up with other people and, you know, work together a little bit. Yeah, I think sort of the Kraken is one of the examples of the game, sort of one of the shortcomings, because... They they hyped it up a lot, sort of pre-game, like, you'll need a couple of ships to take this down, and I know the other day, we were sailing along, and then the Kraken came out of nowhere, that, and we managed to just kill it. Right. I mean, hey, killing the Kraken for the first time was pretty cool, but... Yeah, I'd say, I mean, I finally met it for the first time, you know, in previous episodes I said I never did, but sailing with you, I finally met it for the first time, and it was a lot of fun, honestly, but... After that first time, I can see where it gets really annoying and dry for players because the first time it's like, wow, it's the Kraken, you know, it's really cool. But after that, it's not really. And kind of like you said, too, we all thought it was going to take several crews to defeat it or like maybe, you know, a, a super good crew, like, you know, someone that was very experienced to actually beat it. But honestly, even a lot of basic crews can defeat the Kraken pretty easily as long as you have some communication involved. Yeah. And the, the worst thing is that there's no loot from it. There's no reason to kill the Kraken. It's easier to just sail, sail away and ignore it than right. actually fight it. Yeah, because you're just wasting your resources. You're getting nothing from it. So once you get that achievement, you're getting nothing from it at all, and you're just wasting resources. Yeah, and that is one thing that they said that this, not necessarily with the Kraken, but with other things in the future might be changing, which again we'll get Definitely. into in a bit, because there's a lot to talk about. It's really cool. There is, so let's just dive right into it. So... Some of the kind of general comments they made that I picked out of the video that they will be looking to add into the game. Basically, they're looking for new ways to become a pirate legend and broaden that status going beyond. So they didn't really speak on this too much. They're a little bit cagey about it, but it sounds like that current way where you have to level up all three trading companies level 50, that might not be the only way for future players to get there or if you aren't there by the time they release this you might have another way to actually get there and for people that are legends already or will be legends they are looking for new things to broaden that legend status because currently some players aren't happy with what is available at legend yeah i mean sort of i, I, don't, I personally don't know too much about what you, what's there 
as pirate legend at the moment because I'm not a pirate legend. <laughs> but sort of from what I know, there's some outfit. Um, there's the island of obviously. I'm guessing there might be some ship stuff, but I I don't know too much. As far as I know, that's pretty much it. And I I know before the game came out, there was rumors of there being like a special ship for pirate legends and them really going to stand out. But sort of at the moment, it's just unlocks you some other skins. Yeah, which we won't get into that whole controversy too much for this episode, because that's not what the episode's about. But basically, right now for Pirate Legend, there isn't that new ship they promised, and there isn't a lot of like new customization. So that is kind of why I think they're looking to broaden that going forward. But just some other general comments they made. There are going to be more reasons to explore the world. So we'll get into that a little bit deeper in a second when we talk about the weekly events. But basically, there's going to be more reasons for you to actually explore. So if you're exploring an island or if you're exploring like some of the underwater areas, it's not just going to be, you know, just you waste some game time. It'll actually have some reward and some reason to do that for you. This this is one thing that's really good to me, because one time I was on an island, um, I, I can't remember what it, what it was, but I fell off into off a cliff into a pond on the island, and then, sort of falling into the pond, I found that there was actually a cave, a cave going down under the island, an underwater cave. So I sort of swam along and I followed that around, like, rather than continuing in my quest a bit. Because I was like, this, this right. is really cool. Sort of, I had no idea that this was here. And I, I sort of assumed that there was going to be some sort of some sort of loot down there and like a hidden chest or something like that but there was nothing like it, it, it was cool to find things like that and those things are out there in the world but there's no reason for you to sort of go to them and and sort of swim to those locations right i think that's the main thing too is that rare is kind of recognizing basically like you said that there's no reason to actually explore that right now like it might feel, oh, wow, this is really cool in the moment. But then after that moment's over and you find nothing there, you realize I just wasted an hour exploring this and got absolutely nothing from it or something. You know? Yeah, and it, it sort of, whilst it's cool to find those places, you just sort of waste time. Right. And in the moment, it's going to be a great experience for you. But then after you log off the game, you're going to be like, what did I just do with my time? Like, I actually got absolutely nothing from this by just exploring this cave for an hour or something. Yeah. I don't know about how other people are finding it, but having now earned up the 70,000 and buying myself a new sort of ship, new skin for the ship, which is, like, that's the most expensive. I say the most expensive. That's the most expensive base tier item sort of thing you can get. After you, you get one of those sort of, unless you want to buy more of those, I... I've just found that there's almost no point in getting gold. Like, I've literally got to the point where instead of getting gold for myself, I will get on other people's ships and help them make gold because I find it more entertaining and more fun with the time I put in with other people than to get the gold. At least when I'm playing alone, that is. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I mean, I think... The rep has more of a purpose than the gold for me right now, because the gold, like you said, there's not really a lot to buy with it right now. Basically, what I've done is I've pretty much saved all my gold because I know that more customization is coming in the future. So I took the route of I would rather save all my gold and wait for the future customization and then buy whatever I actually like. Yeah. So I have like 150k saved up. I think in gold it was like now. 180 last time we played or something like that. It was, Maybe it was 180, yeah. Just, so. just, you have tons of gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i'm here with like now i have five thousand <laughs> uh. no literally the only thing i bought is like the little trading company items like say the spyglass or like the gold horse shovel i bought all the upgrades for those that i've gotten so far but other than that i haven't spent a single dime of gold yeah so yeah but just getting into some of the more general comments they made they said they're adding new ways to play perhaps within a trading company itself so this is kind of interesting to me when I heard this comment. I'm not really sure what it means totally, but maybe it means like, say, you're going with the Merchant Alliance and you actually have a new type of contract that isn't available right now. Or maybe with the Order of Souls, there's like, say, a new type of boss that's coming that you have to face. Or possibly with the Gold Horrors, they release like a brand new chest that is only available with a certain quests or something. So maybe that's the kind of stuff they mean with like, 
new ways to play within the trading companies? Do you have well, any thoughts on this? You, with the gold hoarders, you have your you, you've got your riddles sort of things, and then you've also got your treasure right. maps. So I don't know if it's going to be sort of something like that for the other places, but I know that before the game came out, they did say that shortly after they would be releasing a fourth trading company. So it could be that it could be, and maybe that trading company will give you more of a quest line and more, more narrative to the game. Cause there's the law book out there, which you can go out and get. Um, and that gives you tons of information about the game and tons of stories. And it, it really builds up the game. But if you don't have that book, then the game itself doesn't really give you anything. So if it's sort of a trading company that's more so to do with a with a quest line, that could be quite interesting as well. Yeah, it definitely could. I mean, I kind of feel like, based on the content that we're going to be talking about in a second, that they kind of put the fourth trading company on hold for now. But, I mean, I'm definitely open to having a new trading company for sure, because like we've teased in future, uh, earlier episodes... They tease that possibly it's like a fishing company, but that is not confirmed anywhere. So maybe that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, maybe the infamous fishing. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. You can catch yourself a little goldfish and put it in your captain's cabin. <laughs> Along with your <laughs> snake. Just yes, exactly. <laughs> snakes and fish. It's called populate my boat. Snakes and fish. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, right? Uh but one of the other comments I kind of picked out that didn't really seem tied to any event is they announced a new mechanic that was coming. It's called Cursed Cannonballs. This sounded really interesting. I'm not sure how this is going to work because they didn't elaborate on it all. They just literally dropped that it will be a new mechanic and that's it. So do you have any thoughts on what this could be? Well, I was thinking, like, could it mean that it makes holes that take longer to patch up in the boat or something? But... It could also be sort of more of an anti-person cannibal. Because, you know, when, when you're shooting at another ship, especially with galleon-to-galleon fights, sometimes it's better to shoot at their cannons. So if you get a couple of shots in on their lower deck, so you know that you've got holes there, sometimes it's better to not keep shooting there, just to then focus on their cannons. Because if, if you can kill the people on the cannons, then they're not going to be shooting back at you as well. So maybe it's something that's designed for that, maybe, and it, it does more damage to players than the actual ships themselves. Yeah, that could be. And I know kind of along the lines of the first thing you mentioned, some people have theorized that it adds like more water when it hits your ships, so like it does more damage, maybe, or something. I'm trying to think about the whole sort of cursing. Um, it could be sort of a bit similar to the effects of a snake bite, but to a person. It's just another idea. That could be. I mean, I know when I first heard it, the idea I kind of had in my head, this almost certainly won't be what it is, but just kind of the picture I had in my head was you have this cursed cannonball, you go into an enemy's ship, and then you actually put it in their cannonball barrel, and then it starts sinking their ship, and they have no idea it's in their barrel. Or you, or you could have sort of, if you can sneak it into enemy cannons, it blows up in their face or something, things like that. Right, yeah, like... Things like that would be kind of interesting. I mean, I'm almost certainly sure it's probably not that, but I just thought that'd be something interesting that could be. One thing in particular, with the addition of at least sort of cursed cannibals, that shows that they're looking at more types of cannibals that they could have in. So I don't know if we'd right. end up sort of cannibals that... But it's sort of two smaller cannibals with a chain in the middle of them. And these used to be used for taking out enemies' masts. So you, I don't know if there'd be things like this where you could use it to slow down other ships. No, I think we talked about this in a previous episode, or I spoke about it with someone. But maybe something like that where you slow them down if you if you hit their mass with it. Yeah, that could be. Or maybe another option I was thinking too is along the lines of like where you said it blows up in the enemy's cannons. Maybe what it'll be is like if you go to use it it'll have better aiming or something like that, but that comes at a cost. Like, while you're aiming that cannon, it come it gives you damage. So the longer you try to aim with it, it gives you more damage. All right, yeah. So Maybe it's who knows, like that. who knows? We'll have to wait till it comes out to find out. Yeah, but I'm definitely intrigued to see what it is, honestly. Yeah. But we mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, there's going to be some weekly events coming. Basically, the major content updates that we'll be talking about more in a second Weekly events will come starting in May in between these content updates. 
And essentially what the weekly events are, they're going to be challenges to accomplish. They're going to be a consistent rhythm of events. And they're going to have like timed rewards. So if you do them, it'll be like a timed event. It'll say, um, who knows, they might say like this weekend only, you know, do this event and earn whatever special treasure chest or who knows what it's going to be. But it'll be something along those lines. So that's very interesting and definitely going to be a welcome thing for players. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've ever played Hearthstone, because I'm picturing it a bit like the Tavern Bros in Hearthstone, where sort of once a week... I haven't. Well, what, what it is, is once a week they have a special game mode. Like, it'll be you play as a boss instead of fighting a boss, or it might even be fighting a boss. So sort of things like this, where it's just a funky game mode, where, where you have it once a week. And you can get rewards from it. So I don't know if it'll be a bit like that, or if it'll be more Fortnite sort of game modes that it occasionally has. But I, I'm glad that something like this is happening, because it, it means that sort of you're going to have lots of variation in the content that you're getting. Like, it's not just going to always be the same, sail to point A, kill skeletons and get this, sail, to, sail back sort of thing. Sort of adding... Right changing things every week so that that'll be really cool and yeah so i'm i'm hoping that this will bring up some at least variation to the game and it gives them an opportunity too to do like holiday themed events so say like you know a easter event or who knows what maybe like a thanksgiving themed event or whatever holiday you celebrate they might do an event around that so that's interesting they could have that opportunity you know, imagine, like, instead of uh, bananas, like, all the food in the world is, like, turkeys for, like, Thanksgiving event or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that you say it like that, I'm thinking, I don't know if you've ever played this, but the Overwatch events. So it's making me think a bit like that now, now that you put it like that. Yeah, it could be, so. Game, we'll have to see. <laughs> but they did kind of unveil some of the possibilities for what these weekly events could be. One of them that sounds very interesting to me is kind of a hidden treasures event. Basically, you'd have to go find hidden treasure that will be uh, hidden, like perhaps underwater reefs or like hard to find places that you'd have to really explore to get. And that's kind of what we were talking about earlier with exploring will have a purpose to it, where you might have like a hidden treasure event where if you really explore it, you'll actually be rewarded more for that. Yeah, I mean, sort of. As I mentioned earlier, with finding finding the underwater tunnel, it, it's just going to make things like that really rewarding. Because the game, it's a beautiful game, and the water graphics. Like I know it's an entirely water based game, so it's going to be like the more important graphics, but they are absolutely stunning. And sort of just generally the world that's built Agreed. up with all the graphics, it looks so beautiful. So not having a point to go to all these amazing places, you know that you lose out a bit because there are some beautiful things so having a reason to go to these places you're going to see all of all of these hidden bits and a lot more so i'm i'm glad that they'll be able to show off a bit more definitely and i'm also happy too that one of the things they mentioned about these events is that you will still get progression with the trading companies so when you're doing these weekly events it's not like you're not going to progress anymore you will still be able to progress while you're doing these that's very important i think and that's good Sure, like, they could still progress, like, the normal way that we're used to right now, but they will want to obviously take part in that weekly event. So by taking part in that, it would be very harmful to their experience, kind of like you said, if they weren't actually progressing, taking part in that experience. And I'm glad they will. So sort of the last thing for the weekly events that they announced is there could be skeleton thrones. Basically, what these will be are hard to reach places and they'll have tangible rewards. So it could be like way up on a cliff in a hard to get to area. You'll see a skeleton throne and you go there. Maybe there's some skeletons there to defeat. You kind of claim it and you'll get some rewards for that. That sounds very interesting to me. And I definitely want to see more what these thrones are. Yes, they said in the in the video, they said a lot about it being high up or just generally hard right. to reach places. So it, it seems like getting to them will be half of the problem. So you'll you'll want to be doing lots of precise shots with your cannons and shooting yourself out of them. So sort of practicing with that is probably going to be a good idea. Getting in some 
Paul Cole Yeah, I mean, now that you mentioned it, too, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some of the thrones that you can't even, like, walk to at all. You'd have to shoot yourself with a cannon. That's the only way you can get to it. I wouldn't be surprised if that's possible. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I know, I I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, um, but there's the one outpost with the, with the crash ship up on top of the rock. Yeah, Um, Galleon's Grave. Whenever I'm there, one thing I, I, I think so. Whenever I'm there, I like to try and shoot myself up up to the ship up top, sort of out of my cannon. So sort of practicing skills like that, sort of getting precise shots on two islands. That seems like something that's going to be good use for these. As for rewards, I'm not really sure what will be there, because in the video, um, all I really got from it is that it's a place to go, and that you can, because they, they said about like taking selfies there. So I'm not sure if there'll be like a captain's chest next to the throne. That's kind of what I assumed is like you'll have some really nice chest next to it. So maybe a captain's chest or maybe you'll have like since it is a skeleton throne, maybe you'll have like a stronghold skull there or something. Yeah, but I think it'll be something that's at least you know worth your while to actually try and get up there. So yeah, I, I hope that's some sort of reward to it rather than it being another useless mechanic or maybe it's even going to be a customization reward maybe like you get up there and it's like oh there's these cool skeleton gloves you picked up and now you can wear skeleton gloves or something you know i don't know one cool thing sort of sort of speaking of ship customization from this would be sort of a bit more sort of maybe some captain's cabin customization and if you go to enough skeleton thrones and and if you find enough then you can actually replace the chair in your captain's cabin with a skeleton throne. So instead of something like that would be quite cool as well. I mean, it's probably not going to happen. That would be cool, but I don't think it's going to come until the ship captaincy is released because they kind of said more customization on your ship is going to be available with the legendary ships. So I think with the current stage of ships we have, it's probably yeah. not going to happen, but we'll, I guess we'll see. Well, hopefully at some point we see something like that. Cause Definitely. But now we can kind of get into some of the major content updates they talked about. The first one that's going to come is going to be released in May. They didn't exactly say when in May, but it's called The Hungering Deep. And it's going to bring a new AI threat to the world. Basically, crews will have to work together to discover and defeat this threat as part of a unique event. There's going to be new mechanics to assist players on the adventure. And it's going to include unique rewards that players can earn as part of the event. So this sounds really interesting to me. And I kind of have some theories about what the event might be, but you can go with your theories first if you want. I'm looking forward to this. So I'm thinking it's probably going to be you talk to the uh, to the lady in the inn and she's like, go to here or something. And you go to a couple of places investigating sort of things, sort of things attacking, whatever. But overall, what I'm what I'm hoping for is sort of I say hoping for it what what I think it might be we will be some massive megalodon because you have like the normal shocks in the game but whenever you go to islands and you see paintings of things on the rocks and you see like shark jaws it feels it feels like that's just referring to a normal shark that's a bit disappointing right. but uh if if you end up fighting a massive megalodon that would be really cool and I know that they said with killing this AI that you'll get a reward as Definitely. well, so it'll be which is nice. probably more enjoyable than the Kraken. I say more enjoyable than the Kraken. More rewarding than the Kraken. The thing that sort of kind of concerns me, I say concerns, is that it's a timed event. And if it's a massive Megalodon, I would much rather see sort of have a massive event to release it, but then it stay in the game. Well... Sort of things like this. That actually, really cool. it is actually going to stay in the game. They did say that part. So, yeah, That's it will be good, a permanent then. fixture in the world. Once That's good. Release. I what I'm thinking it'll probably be then is it'll be something like how you have the Kraken for the Galleon. If you have the Megalodon for the Sloop, then uh, that'll be pretty cool as well. I don't think it'd be just for the Sloop though. I think it would be like for any ship can find whatever this is. So. I yeah, don't think yeah, it'll be yeah. specific to but, that. But. but how you can only get the Kraken with the Galleon at the moment, it sort of there's none of those sort of threats to sailing in the sloop. So if you could have something like that for the sloop as well. Like if it if it applies to the Galleon as well, that's fine. But right, something yeah, for the saying. sloop. Yeah, I think it's gonna apply to everything, but 
a Megalodon would definitely be fun to face, and it would kind of go in line with um, some players are rumoring that harpoon guns will be a new part of the mechanic involved with that, so that would go in line with that, where you have to use a harpoon gun to kill the Megalodon, maybe? Yeah, and maybe if the harpoon gun is just, like, a more effective gun underwater. Right. So, sort of, e- even sort of for things like that, that would still sort of work. And again, that's only rumored. I mean, that hasn't been confirmed or anything, but that would be definitely interesting if there's a harpoon gun coming. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. This will be pretty cool. No, I agree. And a lot of players have actually thought it has to do with the mermaids, which that would be interesting if you have to face like an angry group of mermaids or something like, you know, or merfolk or however you want to say them, I guess. But yeah, that'd be quite cool if you end up if that if it's almost sort of like an Atlantis event, right? Where you find the lost city of Atlantis, and then you have to end up fighting a horde of uh, mer- mermaids, and then kill the mermaid king, or whatever. But something sort of e- even as a separate event that'd be pretty cool. Well, kind of like how you said talking to the lady in the tavern, like a way I envision this could start. Like say it is the merfolk, something to do with them. I envision it could start by. You know how there's obviously a mermaid when you spawn back on your ship, you just take the mermaid back. Maybe what's going to happen is like when this event's going on, there'll be an option to talk to that mermaid now and they'll tell you, oh, there's like a civil war going on with the merfolk and we need your help. You know, come help us defeat the other side of the merfolk and you have to actually talk to them to figure out the clues to get to the civil war area or something. Yeah, that'd be kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, sort of. It also adds the possibility of sort of more maps as well, because you've got the core map as well. And in the video, they also talked about sort of the map changing or expanding and things like that. So if you have almost separate parts of the map for these quests, a bit like in World of Warcraft, how you have the separate continents, sort of if you have the main map, but then if you're doing a quest, then you can end up going to a different part of the map or whatever. Right. Which maybe it is like, say it is a civil war or something like that. Maybe there's mermaids that are like in three different factions for the three areas. You know, there's like, these are the Shores of Plenty mermaids. These are the Ancient Isles mermaids. And these are the Wild mermaids. So it could be something like that. That'd be really interesting. And I don't know how in-depth they go with it. But like, maybe you'd have to pick a side and be like, okay, I fight for the Ancient Isles mermaids or something, you know? That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And sort of getting special rewards depending right, on which yeah. one you ch- chose. And if you like, if you ended up getting things like figureheads for your ship, that'd be pretty Definitely. cool. No, I just kind of, I don't know if you ever played um, Skyrim, but it kind of reminds me of the Civil War yeah. and that, like how it could be like that, where you basically choose your own side and then the story changes based on the side you chose. So it could be something like that, maybe. Yeah, uh, one thing I'm just thinking to keep in line with is the whole multiplayer aspect, so having multiple people in the same right. place, but but yeah, sort of things like that, that is one thing I thought. No, I think even with the multiplayer aspect, though, they could still make it work, because say I chose, I want to fight for the Shores of Plenty Merfolk, and you chose, I want to fight for the Mer- Merfolk of the Wilds. Like, maybe I meet you in the game, and if you're fighting for them... I have to take you out to kind of help my side. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I kind of hope that they don't make it like a compete. If they do make it quest sort of things for each side, they don't make it like a compulsory quest to go out and sink like five other player ships. Because there, there are the people out there right. who like to keep to themselves more so, and they sail from island to island. And quite often, people respect that, and you'll leave those ships alone. Like, I know if I'm playing and if I'm doing something like a skeleton fort, and I, I, I see a sloop in the area and it's sailing around doing its own thing, I, I'm not going to bother the sloop because it's not a threat to me. Right, exactly. And I don't mind it doing its own thing. So, sort of, for those sort of players, I hope there's not a compulsory fight sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think it's going to be something where you have to fight other players, but I think it could be something because they said it's an AI threat. So, I think it could be something yeah. where, like, players might compete over, you know, getting to whatever their reward is first. Or say it, say the Merfolk yeah. idea is totally wrong and it was like the Megalodon idea you had, maybe it's like the first one to kill them is the winner and they get like the special reward or something. So maybe it's something like that where players are going to compete for that kill. Yeah. 
but it's definitely going to be interesting and I can't wait to see what it is. I mean, of course, all of this is just speculation on our part and it could be something totally different where who knows? It's like, you know, some giant seaweed face. <laughs> <laughs> seaweed face. Is that the scientific term? Uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there's some giant seaweed. And here you can see a wild seaweed face in its natural habitat. <laughs> it, it could be, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really have a habit of being right about these things, so like, I don't expect myself to be right. Well, uh, I'm just speculating. <laughs> if you are right, then I look forward to fighting a seaweedier face in Sea of Thieves. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's just a giant seaweed. Uh, it's like you know the evolved form of the jungle skeletons. <laughs> oh no! What will I ever do? The weed whacker won't work underwater. <laughs> yeah. That's why you have your harpoon gun. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just sort of like a harpoon gun, but with like a spade end <laughs> right. instead of instead of more of a barbed end. No, they give you a bayonet which instead. You shoot into They'll the give you a bayonet and you just use the bayonet. <laughs> Bayoneting a piece of seaweed. Well, yeah, we're kind of getting off topic a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit with seaweedia face. Yes, that'd be the hashtag for this episode. <laughs> However, you spell that. Obviously, after the hungering deep, you have cursed seaweedia face. Well, sort of along those lines. The next update after that is supposed to be called Cursed Sales. So, kind of getting back on topic, this is going to be something that comes in the summer this year. And basically, they haven't released a lot of information about it yet, but. They said there will also be unique rewards for that. There's also going to be a new threat, and it will have a new ship type, which is interesting. So the new ship type kind of has me curious, you know, is that going to be a bigger ship? Or will it be a smaller ship? Or will it be rowboats that we finally tease? You know, maybe it's finally going to be the rowboats coming out? Yeah, well, um, if they're saying new ship type, then I I doubt it will be the rowboat in the basis that that's not really a ship type. I kind of agree, but I'm just as... hoping for rowboats. I kind of wanted to sneak it in there. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> I think we're all hoping for rowboats. Rowboats, we want them. Rare gives them to us. <laughs> yes, give us the sweet, sweet rowboats. <laughs> but um, my my thoughts on new ship types to come. So, if we're talking bigger ships, then I want sort of frigates, full on two gun decks sort of things sort of eight to ten man ships that'd be really cool so we could then all i'd like to see sort of some sort of facility in the game to fleet battles and frigates would be really cool in that because at the moment you've got the galleons which are the big ships but if you had a ship even bigger than that then a sloop alongside that that's just gonna look so cool like you had two decks of four or five guns something like that as a ten man ship just that would tower above everything and if if you had fights of that against other sort of ships that that would just be so cool because they they said that they wanted to look at sort of different levels of people playing different ways people play or even if you had it as another four-man ship but it had two levels of two guns something like that yeah i could see that i mean sort of that that could be quite interesting but I really like the idea of a frigate for if we're talking bigger ships, because I think that would be a really cool thing in Sea of Thieves. If we're talking smaller ships, then I'm thinking sort of maybe something smaller than the sloop, but with one cannon right at the front pointing forwards. Because right. then if you get into fights with things like galleons, if that just gets behind the galleon, the good thing with the sloop is that it's really manoeuvrable. But at the moment, if you get behind someone and you're chasing them from behind, you can't shoot on them. But things like this, if it could get behind the galleon, then it could keep shooting on the galleon, and there's not much the galleon can do. I mean, it can try and snipe it, but sort of some snipers against yeah, a definitely. cannon. Yeah, definitely, and that smaller ship would have like only 100 cannonballs as their top you know, capacity or something. Yeah, yeah, so like, obviously it's going to be like a one. Right. Sort of maybe, maybe two man. Maybe sort of like as a side thing, like as a side grade to the sloop, if you get me. But sort of something with one gun at the front or a gun pointing forwards is an, is another thing I'm thinking. Which I know like another ship that a lot of people will be interested in is like, say, a Greek trireme or something. 
I don't think that's really in theme with the game, but it'd be interesting to see something along those lines. Yeah, I mean, sort of, the game seems to be sort of sticking more so Caribbean. Right, sort of, exactly, sort of yeah. So I don't style. think we see something like that. I mean, honestly, my dream ship would probably be, I don't know if you ever heard of the turtle ship. Um, I'm not sure. Speak about it, it might ring Basically, the turtle ship is kind of one of the greater ancient ships of the ancient world. And I believe it was the Koreans that made it. And basically, it's a ship that is fully armored. So it has like an armored deck on top where if somebody jumps onto it, there's spikes on there. And then it has a spot at the back where it breathes fire out of it. And the cannons are all enclosed. So basically, the crew is all protected and no one can actually board the ship. And they use these ships in history to take out huge giant fleets with only like a couple of ships because these ships were so powerful that they couldn't actually sink them yeah i've just googled one that's pretty cool that's a pretty cool ship something in like that in sea of thieves where you have more of a close range ship maybe sort of something like that with the flamethrower that could be pretty cool but getting into sort of different cultures of ships that, that could be quite interesting to see in the game if you started getting sort of, sort of yeah, like Roman, Greek, sort of Chinese, sort of ancient Chinese ships, things like that, that could be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's really in theme with the game that much, though. But like, one way I could see it is maybe say like, say the game's already been out for like I don't know a year. Maybe at that point, like, kind of in the game lore, we've advanced enough in the game lore that we're actually at that point in history where those ships will be available. So maybe that's a way it could come out. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Looking at sort of some iterations of it, it doesn't seem... I mean, it has cannons on it, so sort of some of the iterations, so... It's clearly roughly the same era, I would assume, if it's cannons. But if if we started seeing things like that, that could be quite interesting, yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's just the coolest ship I've ever seen, and I watched, like, a whole special on it once, and... Basically, it's supposed to be, like, from the 1400s, I think, so... I don't know if it would ever appear, but if it did appear, that would be like the coolest ship ever to sail, I think. The only downside is you wouldn't actually see a lot of the artwork because you're enclosed in the ship, so I guess you wouldn't really be able to see that much, and it would kind of take away the crowsness aspect, so that's another reason I don't think they'd have it there, but it's definitely a cool ship. Yeah, no, that that is pretty sweet. I mean, time-wise, yeah, sort of actually looking at it, the, the sort of time I picture this around, sort of Sea of Thieves set around, is Napoleonic Wars sort of time, sort of 1800s, late 1700s. But yeah, you were, you were right in saying turtle ships, 1400s. Right. So I, I might have been a bit off with the statement. Um, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> a, a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. If, if we saw some DLC, maybe because the game is sort of European-style naval ships, yeah, I think it's more than likely going to be something along the lines of what you first said as like a figure or something, but it's just interesting to theorize about like, oh, it could be this, it could be this. So yeah. it's just interesting to theorize in your head, but it's probably more along the lines of what you suggested. So I'd quite like to see sort of some more options for fleet battles and things like that and see if these. I think that could come can... further on. I don't think it's going to come like anytime soon, but I could see it like, yeah. say, end of the year, like maybe December or something. We could ask something along those lines, possibly. If if you could, if you could have specific fleet battle um, servers where you can go in with like three other galleons sort of things, or, or more, and you could just end up having these massive fleet battles. Things like that would be really cool. That would really be where the where you start to see the the frigate because in history they're like 100 plus gun ships which obviously you're not going to have 100 cannons on a ship in sea of right. thieves because you're going to need quite a few people to man that but even if you had like two decks of four guns then that's eight eight guns on each side what sort of you're going to that's going to be something really hard to take down and that in fleet battles that would be really cool to see no it definitely would and I think that's an interesting idea, and we'll see what they actually come out with. But we talked a lot about what this possible new ship could be. What do you think the cursed sales, I guess, AI threat could be? Like, what do you think the cursed sales is about? 
I think what the what the AI is is pretty self-explanatory, and it's what's been uh, is sort of been asked for or predicted for a while now is ghost ships. I think I some agree. sort of I think ghost, ship. ghost ships. I, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I know with Curse Sales and Hungering Deep, they said that their both their titles were pretty self-explanatory. Hence, I initially predicted the Megalodon for the Hungering Deep because Hungering right. Deep, Hungering. I I just think like big shark for for those and curse sales is again pretty self-explanatory so I'm, I'm guessing a ghost ship and that'd be another cool thing to see but yeah that's what i think that it's gonna be yeah i agree and i'm definitely curious to see what these ghost ships are if it is that so that'd be really cool i'd like to see like a ghost ship sailing by and be like oh my gosh it's a ghost ship so that would definitely be interesting to see hopefully so but the third big content update that's going to be coming also this summer, probably later in the summer, because this is going to be the third one, it's called Forsaken Shores. And this one's going to introduce players to a perilous new part of the world to explore. It's also going to have new gameplay mechanics, you know, unique rewards. Basically, all these content updates seem like they will. And it'll have new AI threats. But they have said that this new, like, I guess, part of the world is going to be more fantastical. So probably even more so than like the Shores of Plenty, it'll be more fantastical and like along those lines, I guess maybe a little bit more advanced than that, but it'll have like new adventures you can have and it sounds like it's basically going to be a map update. So like, I don't know what, how they're going to incorporate that, but it sounds like it'll be like some sort of new map. Yeah, that'd be sort of cool to see. I'm really interested to see how they develop the world, how they add new parts of the world and how they sort of get players a bit more into the world because as i said there's nothing on the floor in the world like there's a law book but otherwise so I, i've i've personally flicked through the law book because I, I was in a shop and they had one in there and there was some pretty cool stuff in there and it talked about sort of famous pirates in the universe and things like that so it there's there's the story there it's just not in the game yet so if they right. could sort of find a way of working that into the new part of the world. And even just having a new part of the world is really cool. Yeah, so there's also going to be sort of new AI threats with this as well. With Forsaken Shores, I have no idea what it's going to be. I don't know if it'll be new skeletons to come along with it, but I have no idea. I have honestly no idea. What's your thoughts? I think the first thought that came to mind is a previous thought that um, Mr. Noobs had on a previous episode of the show he kind of suggested that there could be like say a royal navy or something at some point so maybe it's like a new more civilized area that will have like more civilization they'll have sort of a couple of ships or a fleet you have to destroy instead of you know your regular ships so i know they've said in the past that they won't have ai ships really but maybe they will change that by then and have something along those lines where you have to face the ships you know we talked about the possibility of ghost ships so maybe they've kind of changed their thinking on that and they could have like a fleet of the royal navy you have to face or something yeah yeah no i, I remember him mentioning that that's that could be pretty cool sort of it having be, run-ins yeah. with with sort of the queen's navy and all right. that jazz That'd be that'd be really interesting to see because you can have some really really jack sparrow moments then <laughs> definitely and and you can already in the game at the moment where you just end up doing sly little tricks to get out of situations with other pirates and other players. So whilst those moments are there, sort of having even more so, you know, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's hard to say exactly what the threat will be because we don't know much about that yet. But they've said that like as these content updates come closer, they'll be teasing them a little more. So... The first one we'll be getting teases for is a Hungry and Deep, obviously. So, I mean, it'll be a little while before we get teases on the Forsaken Shores, but, I mean, I'm sure whatever it is, it'll be really fun, honestly. Yeah, yeah, no, sort of, all of this content that they've announced is absolutely amazing. Because it's gone from the game at the moment, which, as much as we love it, as much as we all put so much time to it and enjoy it, to be completely honest, there's not tons there. And it's retailing at a full AAA title price. But it's sort of bringing all of this stuff in, there's going to be so much more there. 
that sort of I think there's really some stuff to look forward to. But see, like I've never been worried because I think what a lot of people forget is all of this content that's coming, everything we just mentioned, that's all free. You're not going to have to pay a dime for it. You're going to get it all free. So like in that sense, I think it definitely warrants the you know full game price because what other games do you see where they have free, you know, full range DLC? Oh, yeah, sort of. Whilst at the moment it's a bit lacking, there's really something new about it. It's not just another Call of Duty Black Ops 7, you know? Right, well, yeah. Because those games are just getting repetitive, and Microsoft have had Rare for so long now, and they haven't really got them to do much, despite them having made sort of some amazing games they've made. Conquer's Bad Fur Day, sort of, which is one particular one. They've done some really good games, but they've been cooped up by Microsoft. And recent, it seems with this game, Microsoft has trusted them and they've said, make us a game and let them run loose. And they've come back with Sea of Thieves, which is a completely original game. And it's it's really got some passion behind it. And that's one thing I really like about Sea of Thieves. And the devs are saying so in touch community they they really are listening which all of this shows but yeah sort of it's it's exciting right definitely and they haven't announced what they are yet but there's gonna be three more major content updates in the fall and winter too so literally we're four months into the year already and between now and december there's gonna be six major content updates so you're gonna get six major content updates all for free so i mean people that are complaining about the game not having enough content or not being worth the full AAA price. I mean, after this year's over, like I think it's actually going to be undervalued because I would pay even more than like you know sixty dollars US for me, and basically I would pay a lot more than sixty dollars with all this content included afterwards. Oh yeah, sort of. This is almost going to be a new content, new content update every two months. Right. Much. So I mean, you but mentioned like be... Call of Duty, like they'd be oh. Uh, give us 20 bucks and we'll give you, you know, the three new maps. Like, this yeah, is going to be well, all of it for free. Well, some of Destiny's shady practices where they'll cut off half the full game and sell it as a pre-order DLC or as a DLC sort of shortly after. But Sea of Thieves, you're getting all of this completely free. Yeah, the only thing you're ever going to have to pay for once you buy the game is just, like, the microtransactions, which will only be cosmetics. So, like, when they eventually release it, pets which i guess we can talk about that now since i brought it up but they are putting the pets that are microtransaction on the back burner for now because they're trying to get more content for the players so that was going to be coming in like a month or so i think but they have put it on the back burner for now but that's kind of the only thing you'll have to pay for in the future is stuff like that yeah i mean i, I don't really mind sort of them having microtransactions because you're going to be getting so much content all for free right exactly I don't mind there being sort of microtransactions. As long as it's not a compulsory sort of thing, then I don't mind. And it's good to see that they don't mind putting microtransactions on a back burner in favour of improving the game. And I think that's what's important, making the game right before they add these. And it's seeing that that they're doing this and that they know what's important is really reassuring to me. Exactly, because they're putting the players first. They're not thinking about, oh, well, how can we make some more money off of this? Because they know that they have to make the game last, and they want to take care of their player base. Yeah, yeah, and sort of... that That's really nice. That's a really nice thing to see in the modern era of games. And, like, the type of microtransactions they're going to have, I don't mind that at all. I mean, say a pet's going to cost, like, who knows, like $10 or something like that? I'll happily pay $10 for a pet, you know, like... I won't do it, like, for every pet, but I'll do it, like, a one-time fee, you know what I mean? Yeah, if, if they end up releasing a certain pet that I'm really interested in getting, if you can end up getting, like, a small puppy or a cat that follows you around, or e- even just the parrots, if you can get a really funky, like, neon parrot to just fly along with you. Right. Sort of. I know, personally, I, I want a monkey. That's what I want. But... Ooh, monkeys would yeah. be pretty cool. <laughs> a monkey would be fun. What else could you what other pirate? What other piratey animals are there? That's, that's uh, pretty much. You all could the have like a lizard, animals, maybe. You could have like a lizard on your shoulder. Yeah, you could get. You could get like a turtle or something as well. Yeah, with the turtle ships. <laughs> <laughs> Full turtle. 
<laughs> exactly. No, next thing you know, you're going to be getting a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costume. <laughs> That's another hashtag we use, full turtle. <laughs> no, go full turtle. <laughs> uh. But yeah, just getting back to some of the priorities that they've changed. One other thing they said they put back on the back burner is ship captaincy, which this, I think, ties into more of like legendary ships. This is sort of disappointing for me, but I understand it because obviously this other content is much more important, but it just kind of is a bummer because I was looking forward to captaining my own ship and being able to design it the way I wanted. Yeah, I mean, sort of, it, it is something that they said that would be there at launch and it wasn't, but given that so much is coming in its place, we're getting six major content updates, really. And right. I think I would much rather have the content there than... So you also need to look at who's playing the game. Because ship captaincy, they said, was initially going to be more so for like pirate legends. And there's not many pirate legends in the game at the moment. So if they did that before they did all the content updates, then they're going to lose more players. But if they do the major content updates first, then the people who are newer, it's going to keep them in for longer. If you're a pirate legend, then you've already put some dedication into the game, so you're probably going to keep playing anyway. I say probably. Hopefully. <laughs> so, <laughs> sort of staying till that, till that comes, hopefully isn't as much a concern for them. Right. Which I definitely get that. I mean... They didn't announce it would be there at launch, though. I th think you're confusing that with something else, maybe, because they announced that it would be there with the first major content update. I, mi I might be wrong. but Yeah, they announced it would be there with the first major content update, which now it won't be. I assume that the ship captaincy and the microtransaction pets, I would have to assume that they'll still be here this year sometime, just probably later in the year, maybe, like, say, closer to November or October or something like that. That's what I would assume, if I had to guess thought of another great pet what's that a penguin yeah that'd be kind of cool <laughs> As maybe that can go into forsaken shores <laughs> absolutely that's the pet i want to see penguins actually now that i think about that i mean maybe the forsaken shores is somewhere that's like colder or like icier you know that'd be interesting because we don't really have an icy area right now yeah that'd be interesting anyway sorry back on track the penguins distracted me <laughs> it's all good <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they basically said that their plans are going to be fluid which i think is something we've seen from air all along is that they're listening to the gamers they're listening to all the players in their community and they're changing their plans based on the feedback so it's definitely good to see that yeah yeah sort of but again it's reassuring to the player base. agreed but unless you have anything else i think we've covered basically all the content in there and we talked you know for an hour about a 13 minute video so <laughs> yes well i mean there was so much there can you really blame us <laughs> that's true <laughs> but but if you haven't already seen it we've been talking about it the entire time but we haven't actually said it go watch the video uh you can find it on their yes. twitter page if not their youtube channel but it's a great video go watch it Yes, Inside Story number 26. That's the video you're looking for. But yeah, that's pretty much all of the content. And so if people want to contact you or get in touch with you, how can they do so? They can hit me up on Xbox, Debt Epic Duck, no capitals, spaces between each word. Or if you really want to find me elsewhere, you can find me on Twitter. Let me just get that because I don't know my Twitter off the top of my head. Wow, where you're can... launching your Twitter. Where where can people find you whilst I find my Twitter? Uh, they can find me a few new ways, actually, because we just launched some new stuff for the podcast. So we launched a new Twitter for the podcast, at Blaze Experience, with the XP capitalized. So at Blaze Experience is our new Twitter. We have a new email address as well, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. And always remember that there's no E in experience. And we also have a new Discord as well. So look in the show notes and you will see a link for our Discord, but you can join our Discord as well. So those are the main ways to contact me now. The old ways to contact me, uh, my Twitter at Derek Blaze or my email d.blaze89 at gmail.com. Those will still work. You, know, you can still contact me those ways if you want, but these are the new ways that I've launched to communicate with the podcast. 
I've just gone follow the, the podcast on Twitter whilst I was at it. But you can find me on Twitter at MontyD14. So yeah, follow Monty, you know, follow the Blaze Experience on Twitter. Follow us both. <laughs> follow the world. <laughs> yes. But in order to listen to the podcast, the best way to help the podcast that will help us with future content and help us moving forward is to listen on Radio Public. This is a free app that is available in all countries. It's available on iOS and Android. And basically by listening with this app, it will give a small amount per listen to the podcast. takes a lot of listens to actually add up, but it's definitely helpful for you to listen that way. So I'd appreciate it if you could download this app and listen that way. That's the main way to listen. You can also, of course, listen on Apple Podcasts. That's always helpful too. you know, give us a review, tell us any feedback you want. And beyond that, we're available on a lot of different apps and directories as well. Yeah. But that's pretty much all we have for you today. So really appreciate you listening. Just give us any feedback you see fit and we really appreciate it. So, Monty, thank you for coming to the show and I'll have you back again soon. Hopefully. Once again, thanks for having me and I can't wait to be back. Definitely. And thank you to the listeners for listening. So thank you very much. That's it for the latest experience of this episode. Thank you.